and sought to slay him because he had done these things on the Sabbath day. But Jesus answered him, My father worketh here too and thy work. Therefore the Jews sought the more to kill him because he not only had broken the Sabbath but said also that God was his father making himself equal with God. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do. For what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. As you go to your seat, look at somebody and say, Just like that.
Jackson drinking out of the general. <laughs> and I said to him, boy, what you doing? Said nothing. I said, stop drinking out that jug and get you a glass. And so, thought that was the end of it, Brother Desi, a couple of weeks later, I walked from the back of the house to the kitchen again. And I see Jackson again drinking out the jug. And one of my friends was there. And so now I'm just a little bit embarrassed. So I'm going to fuss a little harder. So I say, boy, didn't I tell you not to drink out of the jug? Told you to get you a glass. Like I'm shining in front of a friend. And Jackson looks at me and says, I saw you do it. <laughs> I'm just doing what you did. <laughs> and I said to myself, ouch. <laughs> My friend on the floor laughing. He said, he only does what he sees you do. Just like that. So as I was preparing for this message, and I normally don't do messages tailored to whatever day I just followed the Holy Spirit, I kept hearing the Lord say, we need to know this. If you'll give me a minute, I'll build a case for you that we ought to operate just like our daddy. And if you do it just like he did, you'll get the same results. Amen. I believe the people become frustrated because they don't get results. And when they don't get results, ultimately, we blame God. Amen. But I want you to understand something. There's nothing wrong with God. There's nothing wrong with his word. And so it must be a shortcoming between the connection between us and him. Go back to Genesis chapter 1 for me. Genesis chapter 1, verse number 3. We know that it says, the first portion, in the beginning God created heaven and earth. We know that God's creative ability is in his words. And you have to hold on because I'm moving quick. I got 20 minutes on my clock. He spoke a word and created heaven and earth. In verse 2 it says, the earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the waters. In verse 3, we find something happened, and God said. There's something about him saying something. Because we understand that his creative ability, watch this, is in his mouth. I need you to understand that before we go any further. That the creative ability of God 
is in his mouth. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, God says something that I found to be even more astounding. He said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. And what you'll find is that those word image and likeness, he means simply to resemble us, not only in form, but he's to resemble us in his actions. And so essentially, God made man to look like him and to act like him. Now, for teaching purposes, I need you to understand that when he created man in verse 27, it says, and God created he, them, male and female, created he, them. Well, in verse 28, God starts talking to what he created in 27. Are you with me? He doesn't give a body to what he's talking to until Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. I need you to stay with me because you'll get lost out there in them deep waters. Man was created as the same material that God is. God is a spirit, and therefore when he created man, he created man a spirit. Man is not his flesh, he's not his body. He is a spirit that lives inside or is housed in a body. And he possesses a soul. Put that up there for me, Genesis 2 and 7, I'm going to show it to him. Y'all don't mind if I teach it before we preach it. Because I want you to see it for yourself. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, it says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. So man is not dirt. His body is dirt. Man is a spirit that is housed in a dirt body. <laughs> and when the Lord breathed into him, he became a living soul. So who was God talking to then in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, 27, 28? He was talking to man, but man at this time is still a spirit. Everybody with me? Doesn't get a body until 2 and 7. Everybody with me? But watch this. Back up to Genesis chapter 1. I'll just show you just for the sake of teaching. Go back to Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Everybody see? But there's a problem in Genesis. Go back to Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. In Genesis chapter 2 verse 7, he only makes one body. Everybody see? Now watch what happens. Go to Genesis chapter 2 verse 19. In Genesis chapter 2, Verse 19, God lines Adam up for training. 2 and 19. Out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Put it up in the New Living Translation. It gets even good. <laughs> so the Lord God formed all the from the ground all the wild animals and all the birds of the sky. 
He brought them to the man to see what he would call them, and the man chose a name for each one. Whatever he called it, that was the name of it. Just like his dad. When God saw that heaven no longer, or earth no longer reflected heaven, he stepped out and said, let there be light. And from that moment, the scripture says over and over again that God said, and God said, and God said, and everything that God said, God saw. That's right, that's right. And so he makes the man that he thought about in 26. We see him make him in 27, and he starts talking to him in 28. In 2 and 7, he gives him a body. In 19, he puts him in training. And he says, in order for you to act like me, you got to learn to use your creative ability. Come on now, come on. When God starts working, he doesn't work with his hands. When God starts working, he starts speaking. That's right, that's right. So if you want God to work in your life, you need to say, God, start saying something. Uh, and so it answers the question then, why is it that we don't see what we desire to see? Maybe it's because we don't act like our... When he spoke, go back to one and three. He didn't wait around to see if what he was going to say came to pass. All right, all right. When he let it go out of his mouth, he believed that it was so. You have to have the confidence that when you let it go, it's going to accomplish what it's supposed to accomplish. God said, just like the rain comes down and causes the earth to bud, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me. Matter of fact, he says, I watch over it to make sure that it accomplishes what it's supposed to accomplish. The problem is, we saying stuff, but it ain't what he said. We'll speak an opinion. We'll speak a diagnosis. We'll speak facts, but we don't speak truth. There's a difference between fact and truth. You may be sick, that's a fact. But you're healed, that's the truth. You may be broke, that's a fact. But he made you prosperous, that's the truth. Now you can continue to claim that you're broke. Continue to claim that I am sick. But I don't prefer you to change your identity to what he said, and he says that by his stripes, you are just like your dad. So, fast forward then. <laughs> Go to Proverbs 18.20. I got 12 minutes. Move quick. So he says to Adam then that whatever I bring before you, watch this, got to catch it. Whatever I bring before you, you have the responsibility of calling it what it is. 
And whatever you call it, that's the name that we're going to give it. Y'all got to catch it. Whatever I bring before you, whatever you call it, that's what it's going to be. If a trial comes along, a test comes along, whatever you call it, that's what it's going to be. If the test comes and you talk about the struggle, but you don't talk about the victory, then all you're going to see is the struggle. Somehow you have to have the faith of Hebrews 10.23 to hold fast to your profession. Ain't it hard though when you're going through something to still say what God said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, it's easy when ain't nothing going on. It's easy when you ain't sick. It's easy when you got money in your pocket. But when things start to get a little funny, can you still hold fast then? Can you go to the doctor and they give you a bad diagnosis and you continue to say what God said? Can you continue to say what he said when things on your job haven't changed, but you're going to hold fast to your professional faith without wavering? Why? Because he's faithful. So what it looks like to God when we start changing what we say, it looks like we have more faith in our problem than we do in him. It didn't matter what the earth looked like. The earth was full of darkness. It was void and without form. But God knew that what he created in his mouth, what he possessed in his mouth was greater than what he was looking at. You got to be able to walk by faith Because as long as you're walking by what you see, you'll always be deceived. As a matter of fact, let me just go ahead and throw this point out there to you. That whatever you see, smell, taste, hear, or touch is deceiving you. Once you become born again, as a matter of fact, once you're born, everything that they do is teaching you to operate in this realm. From the moment the baby is born, they want to make sure that the baby can feel. So they start tickling his feet, putting fingers in his hands. They take out a flashlight and test the eyes. They want to make sure that your senses are working. As soon as you are born again, God has to make sure that your spiritual senses are working. Many people miss God because we cannot get over what we see, smell, taste, touch, hear in the natural. Don't care what the doctor says. The Bible says faith comes by. And the Bible also says he who hath an ear, let him hear. We all got ears, but God said everybody can't hear. We all have eyes, but everybody can't see. It's going to get good. Proverbs 18 and 21 says, death and life is in the power of your tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Let's look at the New Living Translation. Remember this, death and life as well. What you've been speaking over yourself. What you've been speaking over your children. What have you been speaking over your situation? The tongue can bring death or life. Those who, those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Is this thing on? I know we in teaching mode. It's all right to say on whom. All right. They that love to talk, watch this. Either way.
way you're going to reap the consequences. If I'm going to reap the consequences of what I say, I figure I might need to check what I'm saying. I got to watch my phone conversations. I got to be careful about stuff I say about my own life. I got to be careful about stuff I say about my job. I got to be careful about what I say about my family. I got to be careful because I'm going to see what I say just like my Matter of fact, Psalm 82 says, you are God's. And if I'm a God, then I'm just like him. I see what I say. I see what I say. Can you get that in? Let's move then. Let's keep moving. Go to John chapter 5. Somebody say, I see what I say. John chapter 5. They got a problem now with Jesus. Because Jesus saw a man by the pool of Bethesda. Now, we're not going to go through that whole story because we've talked about that before. But there's a problem that arises because now they're upset that Jesus has healed a man on the Sabbath day. Religious folk who are supposed to be gathering to do God's work, mad at Jesus because he saw a man that was impotent, lay beside the pool for 38 years, and Jesus said to him, do you even want to get up? Because if you want to get up, I'm telling you now, take up your bed and walk. Notice that he didn't touch it. He said it just like and when he said it they had a problem because the man came jumping through the church he pulled a catcher on started running through the church for the glory of what had just taken place in his life and just like church folk they didn't understand what he was doing he was carrying his testimony in his hand of the Sabbath. And so Jesus looked at him and said, listen, I've already healed you and the Bible said that the, the leaders of the religious house came to the man and said, who healed you? Not celebrating with him, not shouting with them, not praising with them. Who did this? The man said, I don't even know his name. I got so happy when he did what he did. I, I, I didn't catch his name. And so the Bible says that Jesus hung around the temple and the man came back and found Jesus. He said, what's your name? Mm -hmm. He said, my name is Jesus. He said, go and sin no more lest a worse thing come upon you. And the man went right back to the religious leaders. His name is Jesus. I've been keeping my son and then I have to tell him every day, snitches Man, this is why y'all come tell me something, man. man I'm just whooping everybody. Who did it? I don't care what it's for. I'm whooping everybody. Stop switching. So the man comes back and tells the religious leaders that Jesus did. They find Jesus 
and looking around, verse 16, go to John chapter 5, verse 16. Jesus says to them, my father's working. And since he's working, I'm working. He broke the religious rules. Y'all gonna catch this after a while. In church, we think that we're operating how he's operating, but we got so many rules that God can't work. We got denominational rules, we got all these we got programs, and we want God to work, and he said, I can't work because of your He shows up, go to verse 17. He says to the man, My father's doing work. Because my father's doing work, I can do work. And since my daddy doing, I'm just like my since my dad is working, I'm just like my dad. I can't take off, but he ain't taking off. And so now they got another problem because not only have you broken the Sabbath rules, but now you're crazy enough to think that you can do what God do. You got to understand everybody don't get it like this. Everybody else believes that when you got to wait on the law. Got to wait on God to work it out. Yeah. Just wait on let the Lord fix it. Yeah. Let me ask you this. How that's working out for you? Yeah. I ain't trying to be funny. But you got people who've been waiting on the Lord all their life. Just like the man at the pool waited 38 years for somebody to trouble the waters. And Jesus showed them and said, do you even want to be here? Who made up these rules for you? Who told you that only one person could get in the water at a time? If you really want to be healed, you would jump over. Matter of fact, you just sit in the water. You got people that can't be healed because they fall in too many. Well, it's time for the pastor to preach. Why are we still singing? Because the spirit moving. So he said, man, my father working. Just like my dad. I don't come to do what I want to do. I didn't come to do my will, but the will of him that sent me. And so we have to get this understanding. If it was true with God, it was true with the first son, and it's true with the second son. Then it has to be true with us. Go to John chapter 1. I'm done. Go to John chapter 1, verse 20. I'm about to show you this and we're going to get out of here. (laughs) You got to catch this. To all that believed on him, he gave them the right to become children of God. Now we love to say it, I'm a child of God. But don't even know what that means. If I'm a child of God, then I ought to act just like my dad. Remember this. We're going to go back to it in a minute, but Jesus said, my father's working. And since he's working, I'm working. I only do what I've seen him do. Go to the King James Version of this one. Because I want you to see something. That's my time. 
But I got to prove this to you. Y'all got three minutes. Thank you. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his what? Name. Now, do we need to go all the way back to talk about the name? That is not just his name, but it's the family name. That all that he is, is in his name. Let me tell you, I got a revelation this morning. Man, listen. This, I was leaving Canada. Let me just talk to you. They ain't like they sleep today. I was talking, and a woman came up to me, and she said, Pastor, I got a problem. The people at the IRS need a letter. I sent them a letter, but we forgot to put your name on it. I'm going to talk to you then. She said, we sent it off, but I guess they forgot to get you to sign. So it ain't official till you put your name on So she said, I need you to sign it for me. She started trying to explain to me what it was. I said, I don't need you to tell me what it said. Just because you belong to the church tonight, I trust you. I put my name on it because I trust you. And the Lord said, your prayers ain't official until you sign it. He said, you got to have my signature. And so they done got so technologically advanced with all of this stuff. You know, when you sign into your email, you can electronically sign. You don't have to sign no more. You can sign electronically. And the way that you sign it electronically is just push it accept. Just accept it. When you accept it, that puts his signature on your ear. It ain't official to decide it. Your salvation ain't official. They sent the form right back. Said the form was cool, but somebody needs to sign this. Let me finish this thing. And so he says, it's true for God himself. It's true for the first Adam. He trained him. Jesus said, I only do what I see him do. I didn't have to touch him. I spoke to him. And when I spoke to him, everything that had held him bound for 38 years had to loose him and let him go. When I spoke to him, every dark day that he experienced for 38 years became a distant memory. Everything that he had suffered through for 38 years was released with one word. Go to Mark chapter 11. We going home on this. We'll start around verse 20. Because we just like that. Problem is, we've been laying up at night crying. Worrying. Stressing. Straining. How we going to make ends meet. God, I don't know how God going to do it. Waiting on God to make a way. And the Lord has said, I already made a way. You hold the power 
of your own creative ability. And until you open up your mouth and start acting like your daddy, hell show up at your house. One o'clock in the morning, let me call the pastor. For what? Because it's a real good chance. A real good chance that I might not answer. Let me tell you this. And I know this is going to help a lot of folks. Because this is the type of pastor I am. I don't raise people to be dependent on me. When people first come into this ministry, man, they have a problem with that. Man, pastor, I'm kind I'm raising you to do it on your own. How would you think? And I done gave this analogy before. You go over to Deacon Larry's house and you walk in the house and he's still feeding kitchen. Man, I, I wouldn't even wait till I got out of the house good, Julie. I'd get on the porch. Hello? Man, let me tell you what I just saw. I don't need much gossip, but this good right here. Catcher, 40 year old. And Deacon Larry got a beard on him, feeding him, wiping his mouth. And the question of, what? You know how ridiculous that sound? For a 40 year old man to have his daddy feeding him? But we don't think it's strange that you've been saved for 15, 20 years and the pastor still got to speak food for the future. Feed yourself. I cook it for you. But you got to eat. Somebody say amen. Watch after this. Watch this. In the morning, as they passed by, they saw the tree dried up from the roots. Now, for those who don't know the history of this story, the Jesus came, and he was hungry, and he spoke to the fig tree, didn't touch it, didn't touch it, didn't have to, but the tree didn't recognize who he was. The same tree, the same word that created the tree back in Genesis chapter 3, the word of the tree has now gotten so caught up in its environment, it's got caught up in the rules. Y'all will catch it after a while. The tree says that it's not even my season. And so because the tree has said that it's not my season, the tree can't produce fruit. But this is what's strange, sister. Now the tree got leaves. Leaves are proof that there was some life. But it can't produce nothing. Come to church, but can't produce nothing. I pray, but can't produce nothing. I'm fasting, I'm believing God, but I can't produce nothing. Because it did not recognize the word. And so the tree got caught up in seasons. Somebody told it that it was only supposed to produce at a certain period of time when God just said produce. If God says I'm blessed, then I'm not going to limit it to one season. I'm blessed in season. And out of season. I'm blessed going in. I'm blessed coming out. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed. Just like my dad. So watch this. So the next day, because this is going to be good for everybody in the house, nothing happened when he said it. Most of us would have lost the fight right there. Most of us would have quit right there. Because they didn't see anything. They thought that the words didn't do anything. 
The disciples thought that because they didn't see nothing, that nothing was happening. And so they assumed that Jesus was just talking. But how many of you know that God don't just talk? If he says something, it means something. That's why you got to be careful when you ask him to speak because when God says something, it's law. God don't give suggestions. Most of us act like when God says something, we got a choice. Well, God told me to move and I'm praying about it. What? <laughs> God told me to stop and I'm just praying for strength. What? You thought you had a choice? You see, we don't understand that he said because you've got a choice, you ain't got a choice, you got some consequences. Yeah, and most of us right now are living in the consequence of our choices. Just say amen. amen. Matter of fact, we want God to bail us out of our consequences. Yeah, it's all right to be quiet right around there. Because of our own choices, we're living with the consequences. So he says this. In the morning when they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up. Go to 21. Peter calling to remember and said unto him, Master, look at the fig tree that you spoke to. It's withered away. Go to 22. Jesus said to him, have faith in God. Now something ain't lining up. This good teaching right here. This will bless your life. See, we read this to say that he told Jesus to have faith in God. I'm going to challenge you and tell you that having faith in God alone does nothing for you. <laughs> Simply having faith in God does nothing. Because there's a lot of people who believe God for a lot of stuff and ain't seeing nothing happen. Because he wasn't simply telling you to have faith in God. I know Hebrews 11 and 6 says that without faith it's impossible to please him. But watch what the scripture really says. Have the God kind of faith. How do you know he says have the God kind of faith? The next verses tell me so. Go to 23. He said, for I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain... Be thou removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he said. I think we just missed it. If you say to the mountain, let me show you how I know we don't get it. Because we still sing the songs about God moving mountains. As long as we singing songs about God moving mountains, we don't get that he said, I'm not going to move them. I'm not going to give you strength to climb them. That's the, that's the way we have reduced it to. If God don't move it, then I'll give me strength, God, to climb it. God never intended for you to climb it. He never intended for himself to move it. Because his intention was for you to act just like him. And when you speak to it and don't doubt in your heart, he said, you shall have whatsoever you say. Let me go out on a limb and say this to you. Your words have more bearing 
him over your life than what God says. Because God can say whatever he wants to say. And unless you agree with what he said, what you say takes precedent over what he said. So he can say that you're healed. But if you're still claiming you're sick, then what you say is what you're going to have. Watch what he says. He didn't say, but shall believe that those things which God said shall believe what things he said. Just like your dad. Until we get that revelation. We're going to continue to go through stuff. Until we get bold enough to start speaking to stuff and stop dealing with it. I'm not wrestling with nothing. I speak to it. And when I come out of prayer, when I come out of prayer, I start talking about what I just prayed for. I don't come out of prayer believing God for healing and then go right back to saying, oh, I'm sick. If I do, I'm saying it from a factual perspective. Yeah, I'm sick, but that's what the truth of the matter is. I'm already healed. When do I receive it then? Go to the next verse. I'm done. Whatever you want, whatever you desire when you pray, whatever you want when you pray, act just like your day. No matter what it looks like. No matter what it feels like, I don't care if the results don't show up that day. Because the fig tree didn't wither until the next day. But guess what? Everything that God spoke to stopped working so that the fig tree could wither. If I had time, I would tell you how the leaves stopped taking in. The, the oxygen that or the carbon dioxide that the leaf that the plant needed to live. The roots stopped sucking up the water. The ground stopped producing the water. Because God said a word, everything that was given the tree light But it didn't show up in the natural until the next day. You got to believe that even when you speak it, it might not show up today. You might go back to the doctor and you got the same symptoms. But when you release the word out of your mouth, every cancer cell stop. When you release the word out of your mouth, everything that was causing your pressure to be high stopped. A fig tree ain't got no life. 
Victory don't know seasons. Victory don't know nothing but the money better understand. Guess what money made out of? The same thing. Y'all will catch it on the other side. The same thing that money made out of the tree. That's why people don't understand when Leroy Thompson, Dr. Leroy Thompson started hollering about money coming to me. value on the money than what it's really worth. It's just money. It's just a means in which to get stuff. What makes you think God would withhold that good thing from you? If money is what you desire, he just told you whatsoever thing you When you pray, believe that you receive and you shall have. Don't wait for it to show up. When do I have to believe? When do you have to believe? Most people won't believe until they show up. I like this though. I'm going to use just a common analogy. One that we, it, it, it's, it's going on right now. Deacon Larry is going to fix the door handle on my door. Sister Paula, I went to Amazon, I ordered a handle for my door. And I waited, and I waited, and the door handle didn't show up. But I believed when I paid for it that it was coming. I got a receipt. I got a confirmation number. I'm waiting on it. When it didn't show up, now Deacon Larry asking me the whole time, Pastor, you got that handle yet? I'm going to take care of it for you. I said, no, Deacon ain't came yet, but I ordered it with confidence. He asked me the next week, Pastor, see, you want me to fix that handle for you? I said, man, I ordered the thing. I don't know where it's at. It's coming. Let me check the tracking. It said it's been shipped, but it ain't showed up yet. He asked me the next week. I said, man, look. I said, I think I'm going to have to cancel the order. <clears throat> so I called the people, and they said, it's out of stock. We'll send you your money back. I got a right to demand my money back. But I was expecting it to show up the whole time. But when it didn't show up, I knew there had to be a reason. So this morning, Deacon Larry came in and he said, Pals, he said, you know what? He said, let me take care of that for you. He said, I'm going to order Y'all missing that thing. And sometimes, even the strongest of believers need somebody that can get one through. I said, well, who you going to go through? He said, no, don't worry about it. He just said, he said, I'm going to go and take care of it. He said, don't even worry. You got a whole lot of other stuff going on. He said, I'm going to take care of it. He said, I'll call you when you get here. <laughs> Hadn't even ordered it yet. But has enough faith that when I order it, it's going to show up. Yeah. If we could get the understanding. You got family members that need you to have that kind of faith. You called for healing and it didn't show up for whatever reason you had to send it back. But I'm going to pray for you. Let you know when they get here. 
when we start moving with that kind of faith like God, Instead of waiting on somebody else to do it, instead of, when we start moving and praying and believing and speaking like him, keep waiting on the Lord. Keep waiting on God. I'm just going, we got that old, I'm just going to sit here to the Lord moving. You speak. Start acting like you're there. Amen. I'm done. Start acting like you're dead. When I woke up this morning, that's all the Lord said. Just like me. I need people to start acting just like me. If we are made in his image and his likeness, everybody come and going through their own tests, their own trials, and waiting on the pastor, the preacher to say something that can get you some freedom or set you free. And God said, you got to do something with the word that you got. Start looking for stuff to speak to. If the enemy is brave enough to bring it in your face, don't be a coward and wait till you get home and speak. If it show up in the doctor's office, not gonna wait until I get to my platform. If the diagnosis is bad right there, I start talking right there. In the name of Jesus, by his stripes. I had a whole conversation. Ain't nobody even got to know. When they called me in and told me I had cardiomyopathy or whatever it was, and the doctors was talking about all of this different stuff, man, I laid there and went to sleep. <laughs> went to sleep, took a good nap. That's the times when you just rest because I'm resting in him. And all I said was, God, you got this. Didn't have to part my lips. I said, God, I trust you. I trust you, and I'm about to lay here, and I'm about to go to sleep because I trust what you say above what they say. And no matter who came in, you know, people start coming in, oh, it's bad, oh, what they say, I'm going to be moved. I trust God. And if you trust God, it don't matter what come. Through circumstances, through trials, I'm going to act just like my dad. No matter how bad it gets, no matter how frustrated you get, no matter how irritated you get, I dare you to start showing up to your work and just start saying crazy stuff. People start bringing you bad news, just start saying crazy stuff. It makes sense to you. Peace be still. I bet they start coming to your desk and mess. They shut, girl, let me. Peace be still. Don't go over that time now. That solved the problem. Unless you like it. <laughs> Start finding stuff to speak to. Go to your neighbor's house. Heard your children sick. Y'all ain't ready for that. I heard your children sick. I came to speak healing. I came to speak. I ain't come to pray. <laughs> Y'all missed the whole. I ain't come to pray. See, we got to understand. We go visit the sick. We, I'm gonna go see the sick folk. No, I'm coming to heal. I'm about to tell you that. I be careful when I come. I'm, I ain't coming. I ain't coming to just pray for you. I'm coming to release a word of healing. And if you ain't ready for that, then I might not need to come. I'm coming to do what my daddy did. He didn't show up to pray for sick people. The Bible says they used to lay the sick out in the street. I want to just 
Jesus. If I'm a representation of him, I need to start acting like him. People show up. People don't just happen to come to you with all of their troubles. They're coming because the Lord is directing them. He needs somebody that looks like him, acts like him, to speak life to some people that's died in church. Pray for that day. God, I'll fast for that anointing. I'll do what I got to do for that anointing. Well, all they got to do is lay the sick folk in the street. Well, Peter was telling people, just send your handkerchief. And just at the touch of the handkerchief, the people who weren't even present were getting healed. Because he was just like Jesus. We just had to have it changed. Don't want that no more. Hallelujah. Don't want that no more. There's some real people in your life that need some real answers. They need to see the power of God moving in their life. Talk back to me. There's some people in your life that got some addictions. There's some people that's connected to you that's dying. There's some drugs, alcohol, got all kind of, uh, kind of unpure addictions. Hallelujah. And you've been praying for them a long time. Been praying for them a long time. How about you start speaking to them? Upset them. That ain't gonna upset them. You gonna upset that demon though? That's right. <laughs> you might make that demon man. <laughs> might make that spirit man, but you ain't gonna upset them. Why we don't wrestle against flesh and blood? Amen. Altars on.